Section thirty six of the Ego and His Own. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. The Ego and His Own by Max Stirner. My Self Enjoyment Part Two. Even in the sense to which one might at last still reduce the word possible that it should mean future, it retains the full force of the real. If one says, e.g., it is possible that the sun will rise tomorrow, this means only, for today, tomorrow is the real future. For I suppose there is hardly need of the suggestion that a future is real future, only when it has not yet appeared. Yet wherefore this dignifying of a word if the most prolific misunderstanding of thousands of years were not in ambush behind it, if this single concept of the little word possible were not haunted by all the spooks of possessed men, its contemplation should trouble us little here. The thought, it was just now shown, rules the possessed world. Well then, possibility is nothing but thinkableness and innumerable sacrifices have hitherto been made to hideous thinkableness. It was thinkable that men might become rational, thinkable that they might know Christ, thinkable that they might become moral and enthusiastic for the good, thinkable that they might all take refuge in the church's lap, thinkable that they might mediate, speak, and do nothing dangerous to the state thinkable that they might be obedient subjects but because it was thinkable it was so ran the influence possible and further because it was possible to men right here lies the deceptive point because it is thinkable to me it is possible to men therefore they ought to be so it was their calling and finally one is to take men only according to this calling only as called men not as they are but as they ought to be and the further influence man is not the individual but man is a thought an ideal to which the individual is related not even as the child to the man but as a chalk point to a point thought of or as a finite creature to the internal creator or according to modern views as the specimen to the species here then comes to light the glorification of humanity the eternal immortal for whose glory in marjoram humanitatus gloriam the individual must devote himself and find his immortal renown in having done something for the spirit of humanity thus the thinkers rule in the world as long as the age of priests or of schoolmasters lasts and what they think of is possible but what is possible must be realized they think an ideal of man which for the time is real only in their thoughts but they also think the possibility of carrying it out, 
and there is no chance for dispute. The carrying out is really thinkable. It is an idea. But you and I, we may indeed be people of whom a comacature can think that we might yet become good Christians. If, however, he wanted to labour with us, we should soon make it plausible to him that our Christianity is only thinkable, but in other respects impossible. If he grinned on and on at us with his obtrusive thoughts, his good belief, he would have to learn that we do not at all need to become what we do not like to become. And so it goes on, far beyond the most pious of the pious. If all men were rational, if all did right, if all were guided by philanthropy, etc., reason, right, philanthropy, are put before the eyes of men as their calling, as the goal of their aspiration. And what does being rational mean? Giving oneself a hearing? No, reason is a book full of laws, which are all enacted against egoism. History hitherto is the history of the intellectual man. After the period of sensuality, history proper begins, i.e., the period of intellectuality, spirituality, non-sensuality, supersensuality, non-sensuality. Man now begins to want to be and become something. What? Good, beautiful, true, more precisely moral, pious, agreeable, etc. He wants to make of himself a proper man, something proper. Man is his goal, his ought, his destiny, calling, task, his ideal. He is to himself a future, otherworldly he. And what makes a proper fellow of him? Being true, being good, being moral, etc. Now he looks askance at every one who does not recognize the same what, seek the same morality, have the same faith. He chases out separatuses, heretics, sects, etc. No sheep, no dog, exerts itself to become a proper sheep, a proper dog. No beast has its essence appear to it as a task, i.e. as a concept that it has to realise. It realises itself in living itself out, in dissolving itself, passing away. It does not ask to be or to become anything other than it is. Do I mean to advise you to be like the beasts? That you ought to become beasts is an exhortation, which I certainly cannot give you, as that would again be a task, an ideal. How doth the little busy bee improve each shining hour? It works of labour or of skill. I would be busy too. For Satan finds some mischievous still for idle hands to do. It would be the same too, as if one wished for the beasts that they should become human beings. Your nature is, once for all, a human one. You are human natures, human beings. But just because you already are so, 
you do not still need to become so beasts too are trained and a trained beast executes many unnatural things but a trained dog is no better for itself than a natural one and has no profit from it even if it is more companionable for us exertions to form all men into moral rational pious human beings i e training were in vogue form of yore they are wrecked against the indomitable quality of i against own nature against egoism those who are trained never attain their ideal and only profess with their mouth the sublime principles or make a profession a profession of faith in face of this profession they must in life acknowledge themselves sinners altogether and they fall short of their ideal are weak men and bear with them the consciousness of human weakness it is different if you do not chase after an ideal as your destiny but dissolve yourself as time dissolves everything the dissolution is not your destiny because it is present time yet the culture the religiousness of men has assuredly made them free but only free from one lord to lead them to another i have learned by religion to tame my appetite i break the world's resistance by the cunning that is put in my hand by science i even serve no man i am no man's lackey but then it comes you must obey god more than man just so i am indeed free from irrational determination by my impulses but obedient to the master reason i have gained spiritual freedom freedom of the spirit but with that i have then become subject to that very spirit the spirit gives me orders reason guides me they are my leaders and commanders the rational the servants of the spirit rule but if i am not flesh i am in truth not spirit either freedom of the spirit is servitude of me because i am more than spirit or flesh without doubt culture has made me powerful it has given me power over all motives over the impulses of my nature as well as over the accessions and violences of the world i know and have gained the force for it by culture that i need not let myself be coerced by any of my appetites pleasures emotions etc i am their master in like manner i become through the sciences and arts the master of the refractory world whom sea and earth obey and to whom even the stars must give an account of themselves the spirit has made me master but i have no power over the spirit itself from religion culture i do learn the means for the vanquishing of the world but not how i am to subdue god too and become master of him for god is the spirit and this same spirit 
of which I am unable to become master, may have the most magnifold shapes. He may be called God or National Spirit, State, Family Reason, also Liberty, Humanity, Man. I receive with thanks what the centuries of culture have acquired for me. I am not willing to throw away and give up everything of it. I have not lived in vain. The experience that I have power over my nature and need not be the slave of my appetites shall not be lost to me. The experience that I can subdue the world by culture's means is too dear, bought for me to be able to forget it, but I want still more. People ask, what can man do? What can he accomplish? what goods procure and put down the highest of everything as a calling as if everything were possible to me if one sees somebody going to ruin in a mania a passion etc e g in the huckster spirit in jealousy the desire is stirred to deliver him out of this possession and to help him to self-conquest we want to make a man of him that would be very fine if another possession were not immediately put in the place of the earlier one but one frees from the love of money him who is a thrall to it only to deliver him over to piety humanity or some principle else and to transfer him to a fixed standpoint anew this transference from a narrow standpoint to a sublime one is declared in the words that the sense must not be directed to the perishable, but to the imperishable alone, not to the temple, but to the eternal, absolute, divine, purely human, etc., to the spiritual. People very soon discerned that it was not indifferent what one set his affections on, or what one occupied himself with. They recognised the importance of the object, an object exalted above the individuality of things is the essence of things yes the essence is alone the thinkable in them it is for the thinking man therefore direct no longer your sense to the things but your thoughts to the essence blessed are they who see not and yet believe are ye blessed are the thinkers for they have to do with the invisible and believe in it. Yet even an object of thought that constituted an essential point of connection centuries long comes at last to the point of being no longer worth speaking of. This was discerned, but nevertheless people always kept before their eyes again a self-valued importance of the object an absolute value of it as if the doll were not the most important thing to the child the koran to the turk as long as i am not the sole important thing to myself it is indifferent of what object i make much and only my greater or lesser delinquency against it is of value the degree of my attachment and devotion marks the standpoint of my liability to service the degree of my sinning shows the measure of my ownness 
but finally and in general one must know how to put everything out of his mind if only so as to be able to go to sleep nothing may occupy us with which we do not occupy ourselves the victim of ambition cannot run away from his ambitious plans nor the god-fearing man from the thought of god infatuation and possessiveness coincide to want to realize his essence or live comfortably to his concept which with believers in god signifies as much as to be pious and with believers in humanity means living humanly is what only the sensual and sinful man can propose to himself the man so long as he has the anxious choice between happiness of sense and peace of soul so long as he is a poor sinner the christian is nothing but a sensual man who knowing of the sacred and being conscious that he violates it sees in himself a poor sinner sensuousness recognized as sinfulness is christian consciousness is the christian himself and if sin and sinfulness are now no longer taken into the mouths of moderns but instead of that egoism self-seeking selfishness etc engage them if the devil has been translated into the unman or egoistic man is the christian less present then than before is not the old discord between good and evil is not a judge over us man is not a calling the calling to make oneself man left if they no longer name it calling but task or very likely duty the change of name is quite correct because man is not like god a personal being that can call but outside the name of the thing remains as of old every one has a relation to objects and more every one is differently related to them let us choose as an example that book to which millions of men had a relation for two thousand years the bible what is it what was it to each absolutely only what he made out of it for him who makes to himself nothing at all out of it it is nothing at all for him who uses it as an amulet it has solely the value the significance of a means of sorcery for him who like children plays with it it is nothing but a plaything etc now christianity asks that it shall be for the same for all say the sacred book or the sacred scriptures this means as much as that the christian's view shall also be that of other men and that no one may be otherwise related to that object and with this the onus of the relation is destroyed and one mind one disposition is fixed as the true the only true one in the limitation of the freedom to make of the bible what i will the freedom of making in general is limited and the coercion of a view or a judgment is put in its place he who should pass the judgment 
that the Bible was a long error of mankind would judge criminally. In fact, the child who tears it to pieces or plays with it, the Inca Atahualpa, who lays his ear to it and throws it away contemptuously when it remains dumb, judges just as correctly about the Bible as the priest who praises in it the word of God, or the critic who calls it a job of men's hands. For how we toss things about is the affair of our option, our free will. We use them according to our heart's pleasure, or, more clearly, we use them just as we can. Why, what do the parsons scream about when they see how Hegel and the speculative theologians make speculative thoughts out of the contents of the Bible? Precisely this, that they deal with it according to their heart's pleasure, or proceed obituary with it. But because we all show ourselves arbitrary in the handling of objects, i.e., do with them as we like best, at our liking, the philosopher likes nothing so well as when he can trace out an idea in everything, as the God-fearing man likes to make God his friend by everything, and so, e.g., by keeping the Bible sacred. Therefore, we nowhere meet such grievous arbitrariness, such a frightful tendency to violence, such stupid coercion, as in this very domain of our own free will. If we proceed arbitrarily in taking the sacred objects thus or so, how is it then that we want to take it ill of the parson spirits, if they take us just as arbitrarily in their fashion, and esteem us worthy of the heretic's fire, or of another's punishment, perhaps of the censorship? What a man is, he makes out of things. As you look at the world, so it looks at you again. Then the wise advice makes itself heard again at once. You must only look at it rightly, unbiasedly, etc. As if the child did not look at the Bible rightly and unbiasedly, when it makes it a plaything. That shrewd precept is given us, e.g., by Feuerbach, one does look at things rightly when one makes of them what one will, by things objects in general are here understood, e.g., God, our fellow men, a sweetheart, a book, a beast, etc. And therefore the things and the looking at them are not first, but I am, my will is. One will brings thoughts out of the things, will discover reason in the world, will have sacredness in it, therefore one shall find them, seek and ye shall find, what I will seek I determine, I want, e.g., to get edification from the Bible, it is to be found, I want to read and test the Bible thoroughly, my outcome will be a thorough instruction and criticism, to the extent of my powers, I elect for myself what I have a fancy for, and in electing I show myself arbitrary. Connected with this is the discernment that every judge which I pass upon an object is the creature of my will, 
and that discernment again leads me to not losing myself in the creature the judgment but remaining the creator the judge who is ever creating anew all predicates of objects are my statements my judgments my creatures if they want to tear themselves loose from me and be something for themselves or actually over all me then i have nothing more pressing to do than to take them back into their nothing into me the creator god christ trinity morality the good etc are such creatures of which i must not merely allow myself to say that they are truths but also that they are deceptions as i once willed and decreed their existence so i want to have license to will their non-existence too i must not let them grow over my head must not have the weakness to let them become something absolute whereby they would be internalized and withdrawn from my power and decision with that i should fall a prey to the principle of stability the proper life principle of religion which concerns itself with creating sanctuaries that must not be touched eternal truths in short that which shall be sacred and depriving you of what is yours the object makes us into possessed men in its sacred form just as in its profane as a supersensuous object just as it does a sensuous one the appetite or mania refers to both and avarice and longing for heaven stand on a level when the rationalists wanted to win people for the sensuous world lavater preached the longing for the invisible the one party wanted to call forth emotion and the other motion activity the conception of objects is altogether diverse even as god christ the world were and are conceived of in the most manifold wise in this every one is a dissenter and after bloody combats so much has at last been attained and that opposite views about one and the same object are no longer condemned as heresies worthy of death the dissenters reconciled themselves to each other but why should i only dissent think otherwise about a thing why not push the thinking otherwise to its last extremity that of no longer having any regard at all for the thing and therefore thinking its nothingness crushing it then the conception itself has an end because there is no longer anything to conceive of why am i to say let us suppose god is not allah not brahma not jehovah but god but not god is nothing but a deception why do people brand me if i am an atheist because they put the creature above the creator they honour and serve the creature more than the creator and require a ruling object that the subject may be right submissive i am to bend beneath the absolute i ought to by the realm of thoughts christianity has completed itself the thought is that inwardness in which all the world's lights go out all existence becomes existenceless the inward man 
the heart the head is all in all this round of thoughts awaits its deliverance awaits like the sphinx oedipus's key word to the riddle that it may enter in at last to its death i am the annihilator of its continuance for in the creator's realm it no longer forms a realm of its own not a state in the state but a creature of my creative thoughtlessness only together and at the same time with the benumbed thinking world can the world of christians christianity and religion itself come to its downfall only when thoughts run out of their no more believers to the thinker his thinking is a sublime labour a sacred activity and it rests on a firm faith the faith in truth at first praying is a sacred activity then this sacred devotion passes over into a rational and reasoning thinking which however likewise retains in the sacred truth its underrangeable basis of faith and is only a marvellous machine that the spirits of truth winds up for its service free thinking and free science busy me for it is not that i am free not i that busy myself but thinking is free and busiest me with heaven and the heavenly or divine e g properly with the world and the worldly not this world but another world it is only the reversing and deranging of the world and busying with the essence of the world therefore a derangement the thinker is blind to the immediateness of things and incapable of mastering them he does not eat does not drink does not enjoy for the eater and drinker is never the thinker nay the latter forgets eating and drinking his getting on in life the cares of nourishment etc over his thinking he forgets it as the praying man too forgets it this is why he appears to the forceful son of nature as a queer dick a fool even if he does look upon him as holy just as lunatics appeared so to the ancients free thinking is lunacy because it is pure movement of the inwardness of the merely inward man which guides and regulates the rest of the man the shaman and the speculative philosopher mark the bottom and top rounds on the ladder of the inward man the mongol shaman and philosopher fight with ghosts demons spirits gods totally different from this free thinking is own thinking my thinking a thinking which does not guide me but is guided continued or broken off by me at my pleasure the distinction of this own thinking from free thinking is similar to that of own sensuality which i satisfy at pleasure from free unruly sensuality to which i succumb feuerbach in the principles of the philosophy of the future is always harping upon being in this he too with all his antagonism to hegel and the absolute philosophy is stuck fast in an abstraction for being is abstraction as is even the i only i am not abstraction alone 
I am all in all, consequently even abstraction or nothing. I am all and nothing. I am not a mere thought, but at the same time I am full of thoughts, a thought world. Hegel condemns the own, mine, opinion, absolute thinking, is that which forgets that it is my thinking, that I think, and that it exists only through me. But I, as I, swallow up again what is mine, am its master, it is only my opinion, which I can at any moment change, i.e. annihilate, take back into myself, and consume. Feuerbach wants to smite Hegel's absolute thinking with unconquered being, but in me being is as much conquered as thinking is. It is my being, as the other is my thinking. With this, of course, Feuerbach does not get further than to the proof, trivial in itself, that I require the senses for everything, or that I cannot entirely do without these organs. Certainly I cannot think if I do not exist sensuously, but for thinking as well as for feeling, and so for the abstract as well as for the sensuous, I need above all things myself, this quite particular myself, this unique myself. If I were not this one, e.g. eagle, I should not look at the world as I do look at it. I should not pick out of it that philosophical system which just as I, eagle, do, etc. I should indeed have senses, as do other people too, but I should not utilize them as I do. Thus the reproach is brought up against Hegel by Feuerbach, that he misuses language, understanding by many words something else than what natural consciousness takes them for, and yet he too commits the same fault when he gives the sensuous a sense of unusual eminence. Thus it is said, page 69, the sensuous is not the profane, the destitute of thought, the obvious, that which is understood of itself. But if it is the sacred, the fall of thought, the recondite, that which can be understood only through mediation, well, then it is no longer what people call the sensuous. The sensuous is only that which exists for the senses. What, on the other hand, is enjoyable only to those who enjoy with more than the senses who go beyond sense enjoyment or sense reception is at most mediated or introduced by the senses i e the senses constitute a condition for obtaining it but it is no longer anything sensuous the sensuous whatever it may be when taken up into me becomes something non-sensuous which however may again have sensuous effects e g as by the stirring of my emotions and my blood. It is well that Feuerbach brings sensuous to honour, but the only thing he is able to do with it is to clothe the materialism of his new philosophy with what had hitherto been the property of idealism, the absolute philosophy. As little as people let it be talked into them that one can live on the spiritual alone, without bread, so little will they believe his word 
that as a sensuous being one is already everything and so spiritual full of thoughts etc nothing at all is justified by being what is thought of is as well as what is not thought of the stone in the street is and my notion of it is too both are only in different spaces the former in airy space the latter in my head in me for i am space like the street end of section thirty six recording by elaine webb bristol england